You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your listening device and eventually into your brain, I hope. If you left the headphones on the counter again, whatever, that's fine. I guess it counts as a play, but still, we want you to listen to this fine Blue Jays info that we are dishing out for you on a daily basis. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for another day of Blue Jays talk, and I I promised on yesterday's episode that this would be a guest spectacular week because we've had plenty of guests. We already had one, co-host Ryan Miller. He was he was back. He he descend redescended from the heavens and blessed us with his presence. Now that he doesn't have to try and talk me down from ranting about the Blue Jays' offense because it's actually decent again. And today we have another treat because joining Locked On Blue Jays his his debut under the new regime. We have from Jays from the Couch Radio, Mr. Wade Black. Good evening, Ryan. Wade, thank you so much for joining me here. It, Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I I think I think we're ready to go. I've had some mistake wine, and <laughs> I, I I should explain what mistake wine is actually. Mistake wine is wine that you accidentally purchase from the liquor store, thinking that it looks good, when in actuality you get it home and it tastes like bad apple juice, as my partner so lovingly put. So. <laughs> In my apartment, we drink our mistakes. Oh. <laughs> well, it's better than throwing it out. You must get your money's worth. <laughs> oh, exactly. There, there is a place down below for those who waste good scotch, and I just extend that to any alcohol, really. <laughs> but we, we are not here to talk about my alcohol habits, Mr. Black, because not I, I have you on. I, I invited you onto the podcast, and you graciously accepted and, and I wanted to talk to you not only because you are a respected Jay's podcaster and you have many fine views that we can use here, but today the Blue Jays begin a, well, I don't want to call it weird, but it's, it's one of those finicky two-game interleague series, let's say that. They start a two-game series against the Atlanta Braves, and... Um, for regular listeners of Jays from the Couch Radio, Wade, they know your link to Georgia and to that particular baseball team. They do. They do. I don't talk about it as much as I as as I used to, but yeah, if they listen to the podcast, they understand that uh, I also am a, a very avid follower of the Atlanta Braves as well. Yeah. So since you follow them far more than I do, which is... I will check to see if Freddie Freeman's batting, and if not, eh. So, so brought brought you on for your expertise, but I, I, actually, let's start with this. You you are you are a follower of the Braves, so watching that national series on the weekend, not only did you get the joy of seeing Toronto sweep a series, but you also got to, the joy of Washington being swept in a series. And, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that right quick before we dive into uh, a look ahead here at the Braves. what do you think of that series? what do you like out of that series, Wade? Well, on, on the Jay side of it, I love the, they just, they looked very good. Um, 
the pitching was good. The defense was good. Um, they looked like a, a what we expected them to look like. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, there was. I mean, then we know they came out of the gates hot in April, and they they, they played well. But um, you know, since basically the mid-April through till recently, they haven't been they haven't been good. Um, they haven't put together too many games where they've all aspects of the game were, were, were together. You know, it's either they get a good pitching they can't hit or they hit and they can't pitch. Um, but, uh, this series was good. You know, the defensive side was good. The pitching held out nicely. I mean, the game on Sunday was a little bit back and forth, back and forth, but that was, um, you know, but the offense picked up the, the pitching, which was, not something we see every day. So it was refreshing to see a, a, a well-played series. Yeah. Hey, Jan Harvest Salarte is going to earn that all-star bid just yet. So. Hey, he might. <laughs> <laughs> we might get to send more than one. So that would be nice. Maybe. That that would be interesting if the Blue Jays somehow managed to put two on this team, break, break through the juggernaut of Yankees and Red Sox and Astros that <laughs> – Gonna have to watch. They, knowing knowing MLB, they'd probably do like sixty percent of the team from those three, and then just be like, "Okay, Cleveland, you can send Corey Kluber, and that's it." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> straight up the rally. <laughs> I would not be surprised, but um, as I go full Robin Sherbatsky, but um, that is a millennial joke. I know it's a how you met your mother joke. I know that much. <laughs> hey, for those people at home with their own mistake wine, drink. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look ahead. First, the matchup today. Jaime Garcia faces a team he made roughly 18 starts for last year before getting dealt off. And... He he has a decent track record in pitching in the National League. Like, he had a really good start against Philadelphia. Did not so good start against the Mets. I wanted to get your thoughts on how Garcia would approach this coming back, coming back against another National League team, whether or not he would continue this trend of good start, terrible start, good start, terrible start that he seemed to have established lately. Uh, well... I mean, hard to say with how he's been this year, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't bet against him breaking that pattern. But the one good thing about <laughs> about, great. The, about the Braves lineup that even though as good as, as, good as they've been, um, they are very left-handed heavy. Uh, so that could prove to be very uh, beneficial for him. Um, so, you know, I... And they are young, right? They are young. Uh, they they do hit well. I mean, they do play an exciting kind of brand of baseball, but they are also a young team. So, um, with the exception of uh, Freeman and say Marquez in the lineup, they they could be a team that he can exploit if if he's on. If he's on, you know, he could exploit them with by using um, you know just basically being himself, you know, using heavy sliders, sinkers, change-ups, um, and getting them to chase outside of the zone a lot because uh, they can be susceptible to that at times. Yeah, and it, it would make sense for a younger team like that. I, I, He would probably approach Albius 
and and Camargo and and guys like that trying to trying to entice them. I'm I'm just worried because I've I've not seen Garcia have much luck in getting pitchers to kind of chase his curveballs because he keeps thinking he's playing cricket instead of baseball, <laughs> which. You know, it works well in that Canadian Tire commercial when you're a batter, when you're a pitcher, not so much. <laughs> yeah, his 55-foot curveballs aren't going to be uh, – will not uh, benefit him any at all if he's going to – if he doesn't start throwing them for strikes, right? No, um, but no. they but they, they are a team that will chase, right? Um, they do have – they do have some young, 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 very young um, – hitters that, that as exciting as they are they will chase they can be they can be had at times yeah well speaking of young let's look at the blue the blue jays opponent on the mound in 20 year old canadian mike soroka and and wade i, I believe you pointed this out before but uh the last time a canadian started in canada against the blue jays that didn't end well for toronto at, no. at least not in a team <laughs> sense. It ended pretty well for a Canadian sense. It was pretty good to watch James Paxton do his thing. But Soroka is just coming back from an injury layoff. He had a really good start against the Mets through six and a third innings, a shutout ball. What can the Blue Jays fans going to this game and watching this game expect to see from Soroka on the mound? Uh, Soroka, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Aaron Sanchez. He doesn't have the big curveball, but he doesn't quite throw as hard. But he he he, he can get it up to you know he's a ninety three ninety six kind of guy. But his um, he's kind of what I was gonna say he's like he reminds me of Aaron Sanchez a little bit. He throws his, his a lot of two seamers and a sinking fastball, um, which but he has better control. He does mix it up well. His slider and his changeup are—I wouldn't say plus plus—but they're good. I think he's currently carrying a three three point oh nine strikes strikeouts to walk ratio right now, which is excellent for a young pitcher. But um, he's also very steady. Like he's not a kid that gets phased easily. He—he uh, he walked right into. Uh, City Field on his first major league start and shoved, right? So, and he's kind of continued that except for one bad start. I think uh, I can't remember exactly who it was against, but he had a start, um, which is expected. But he is very composed, um, very calm on the mound, and he just he just comes at hitters. He does not waste much mm. at all. So, you know, he's going to make them put the ball in play pretty much. Um, so they're going to have to be ready to hit right from the get-go. Yeah, that hasn't exactly been a Blue yeah. Jays' strong point this year. That's the only thing. No, it has not. Um, <laughs> the the start you might be referring to is the San Francisco start, where he only went four innings and gave up four runs. Yeah, and, and he—I mean, he—he he didn't even get—he got hit around a little bit, but it, a lot of it was not a lot of hard contact. But he did put himself in a lot. He put himself in a lot of counts that allowed for that, right? Where he had to throw uh, strikes, so he got behind quite a, on a, quite a few hitters, um, which was odd for him. But he he struggled a little bit, but and they and they made him pay for it. Yeah. But 
Just, just other than that, he's been solid. And I mean, he, just five walks on the season for Soroka too, which is really nice. The last thing I wanted to ask about that is you you did say that that the Blue Jays were going to have to go up there and hit, and this is just a bad combination for the Blue Jays when you have a pitcher who makes makes the Blue Jays hit, plus plus a pitcher the Blue Jays have never seen before. They never seem to do good against rookies or guys making their debut starts against them or, or anything in that sense, really. So how how do the Blue Jays attack Soroka? Is, is it just as simple as, you know, putting wood on a ball and putting it in play? Uh, well, I would say they're going to have to get to him early. Uh, they, they, he doesn't really have any wipeout pitches, per se. Um, but he... What he'll do is, like I said, he 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 will pound the zone, um, and he gets a lot of weak contact. So if he if they fail to get ahead um, or fail to get to him in an account early and get behind in counts, um, let, if they're going down oh two one two um, quickly, he he's he's just going to eat them alive, and that's what he's done to the Mets and other. Other teams that he's that he's faced, he's just he gets out there and gets ahead early. He they, he doesn't give you much, but you he he makes you hit pitchers pitches, yeah. right? And which is effective for him because he basically because he, he you'll see when you watch him, he does not he does not look like he's doing anything special. Uh, he throws a very easy ninety three to ninety six uh, most times. Um, his two seamers a little bit slower ninety two ninety three. Um, but he just, it's a very smooth, very easy, easy, uh, delivery, but it's, um, like I said, he pounds his own with it and he will come after them. So they're going to have to be ready. They won't be working the account much. If they don't, uh, get out, start swinging early, they'll be down. Like I said, a one, two, oh, two pretty quick. Fair enough. Since we are at the midway <laughs> point of our series preview, why don't we use this opportunity at the midway point of our podcast to take a quick break? We're back. That that was a quick enough break. I think Wade, that quick enough break for you. Sure was. Excellent. So let's move on to the Wednesday game between Atlanta and Toronto. And and no offense to Jaime Garcia and and Mike Soroka, I think this one might be more pertinent for Blue Jays watching because Jay Happ is on the mound, and the rumors around Happ are already starting to swirl with. The Mariners being mentioned, the Yankees being mentioned, the Brewers I saw mentioned earlier today, which I'm, I I put out on Twitter, I'd be all right with the Brewers trying to talk us up if Corbin Burns is the centerpiece of that deal. Lo- looks like a solid starter at AAA, so I'd take that. But Yeah, he's it's definitely um, a lot of noise around Hap right now. Yeah, actually right quick. Wade, since since we have you on here, what do you what do you make of it? Do you think he's going to go to the Yankees, or will they be so will the Blue Jays be so loath to deal within the division? I I know it's it's just essentially a rental player in Hap, but will they be able to make make a kind of deal with the Yankees, or will they look outside to a Seattle or a Milwaukee? Uh, I honestly don't think they would have any trouble at all um, dealing within the division. It's not like they're giving up, uh, like I said, it's just a rental player. So they're not giving up like, years of control. They're not going to see 
Hap for the next two seasons or something uh, going against them. So um, with this season, I mean, they're already, what, I mean, 15 games back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to damage anything at all. Yeah, I don't think it's going to damage anything at all if they were to go, if he was, uh, the Yankees were to come knocking. Um, what they get back in return from him from the Yankees would be a different story. Who knows? Yeah, it won't I've... be anything that a lot of fans are expecting, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I tried to push Clint Frazier, and they and a Yankees fan on Twitter came back at me with Chance Adams, which mm, I don't know about mm. Chance. Not not as much Clint as I Frazier, like Bernie. I Yeah. I thought about the Clint Frazier thing. There's a lot of people saying that that would be impossible. But if the Yankees want that ring bad enough, and they want Hat bad enough, yeah, considering well, that their outfield is kind of already full for the exactly. next while. <laughs> exactly. Although, you know, although if they want to do what Houston did and like throw in a contract for the Blue Jays to take back, they're going to have to throw in a lot more pieces to get the Blue Jays to take back Jacoby Ellsbury or Brett Gardner or someone. <laughs> no, oh, cool. no, it's going to it's going to cost you at least Justice Sheffield to make that happen. Oh, my Lord. So, so let's, let's just well, at least we that. know uh, Ellsbury would never play for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. He'd be Alonzo Mourning all over again. Yeah, so. that guy—he never sees the field. I don't think he saw the. Field. He hasn't seen the field yet this year, has he? I don't believe so. The only thing I see about Ellsbury is he's been cleared for baseball activities, and then he's back on the DL. So, I don't, no idea what that guy today, but. Well, no, cleared for baseball activities. That that totally means he's coming back. That's why Tulo's back in the lineup, right? <laughs> hey, that hurts. <laughs> Was that sore? That might have been sore. I'm sorry. Uh, but but no. Um, obviously, you know, Hab's been the ace for this team so far this season. I want you to put on your Atlanta hat for a second. What do the Braves have to do to try and attack Jay Happ and try and try and get a successful game out of him? To attack Happ, I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to hit strikes, right? Like he's he's been so good this year at, um, I mean, even what about four starts ago, he he. Started. He switched his approach because uh, he noticed teams were coming or attacking him differently. So he started going outside more than inside uh, with his with his uh, fastball. So he 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 attacks the edges of the of the zone quite well. They're gonna. I mean, the Braves if they want to be successful against against him, they're gonna have to hit strikes. Right? They're gonna have to get to him early. Mm. Uh, that's the only way I see teams that are that do actually hit half well or they get on him early because he. I mean. He doesn't pull anybody. We throw 70% fastballs, right? So he just comes at you. And if you're not ready to hit, you're going to be, you're in the hole pretty quickly. And then, you know, I mean, he sets, he, he does very well at setting that up. I mean, he's another pitcher, like probably more so than Garcia that could, they could give them fits because they're, they're a team that swings. The Braves do swing. They don't walk a ton, but they, and they swing a lot, but if he's getting ahead and getting strikes with his first couple of pitches, he could he could um, give them a lot of trouble. Yeah, and I, I really like Hap in this matchup, especially considering he's going against uh, a guy who has been lovingly referred to as a eater of human flesh. 
Hannibal <laughs> the Cannibal Sanchez, who Hannibal that that three and record, that one ninety three ERA, you ain't fooling anyone with that, buddy. You're <laughs> you can throw seven shutout innings against San Diego all you want. You are still that guy who served up 12 runs and two starts to the Blue Jays last year. And I ain't buying any of this new turnaround you got yourself in Atlanta. <laughs> so, it, way with, with, with Animal going on the mound and facing guys like Kevin Pillar, who has a 417 batting average against him. Kendris Morales, who has a 323 batting average against them, and Jay Happ, who in his career is two for five against Anibal Sanchez with a double and two RBIs. What does Anibal Sanchez do against this team? Oh man, I, this is—I mean, is <laughs> if I was going in as a Braves fan, like watching this just purely as a Braves fan, I'd be worried. Um, he's done well with his transfer over to the Braves. Uh, He's a different pitcher than what we've used to seeing before. He's he, he's he's thrown up a couple of uh, sixty-eight mile an hour curveballs and things this year, uh, which is new to see from him. But I think a lot of it, as much as I am enjoying his success that he's had because it's helping the Braves win, a lot of it is because these players he's pitching against just haven't seen him before. Well, well uh, even the guys who didn't see him before, though, like that, that start he made in September last year, that was when T. Oscar got called up. T. Oscar was two for three off him with two home runs and five RBIs <laughs> in that game. So, this is true. <laughs> so I, true. I, I don't know if it's going to be a matter of unfamiliarity with Annabelle Sanchez. He's just going to have to try and work his way through this lineup now, you know, de- depending on who he gets. I mean, Justin Smoke's been a crater lately. And that's not going to change against Sanchez. So he, he does have a couple of safe harbors in the lineup. But I, I don't see Sanchez being able to firewalk his way through that one. No, no, he won't. It'll it'll be it'll be a battle for him. Um, that's for sure. I don't um, like I say, we said earlier, this this matchup favors the Jays heavily, in my opinion, with Hap versus Sanchez. It's going to be. He's basically relying on guile and veteran know-how at this point, um, and it's worked for him so far. I mean, heck, even today alone, I've made the comment to a few Braves fans on on Twitter that uh, I'd like. To, I mean, I'd love to see the Braves go after Hap if they're going to try to sign somebody, because. Yeah, you're 42 and 29 right now. You're three and a half games up on the national team, who just went out and got Kelvin Herrera, by the way. Oh, uh, and I, they I was uh, not aware of that news. Yeah, they just <laughs> they just traded him for three minor leaguers, so now they got one of the premier closers out of the American League on their team now. Well, um, that worked for them last year with Sean Doolittle, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so they now we've got. Um, I would love to see as a as a Braves fan to see J.A. Happ end up on the Braves. Well, I mean, he has a familiarity with Anthopolis, obviously. But, like I said, you're 42 and 29. You're three and a half games up right now on June 18th. How long, you know, do, do you think you can carry that with McCarthy and Anibal Sanchez in your rotation? Was my question. And a lot of them were like, no, no, no. We just need third base in the bullpen. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Right, like, 
okay, if you really think Annabelle's, you really think the clock isn't going to strike midnight on Sanchez eventually, um, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. But Carvey already got moved to the bullpen, didn't he? To make room for Fulton Evitz coming back? Yeah, well, they bumped Fulton Evitz right now. They put him on the DL. He'll be back on Friday. Yeah, McCarthy will more than likely be pushed to the bullpen for that. But I think what they're doing, they're not going with a six-man rotation, but because of the young pitchers they have, they're they're kind of just manipulating the 10-day thing like a, like somewhat like the Dodgers did last year uh, just to kind of keep guys fresh. So he'll probably make several more starts for them. But, yeah, for as for now, he, he'll be pushed out, which for good reason. He hasn't been good lately either. So he's hanging a 5 ERA right now. So, um, But, yeah. <laughs> so so in in closing wade i i think we've given the blue jays the wednesday game and and i know we basically gave the nationals all three games in that series and toronto swept them so what what do predictions mean for anything really but <laughs> but atlanta is trying to hold off washington and like you said washington just made that move to get herrera do they does atlanta need to split this or will they will they end up falling in two games, and will that maybe herald herald some kind of charge for Washington to try and make a run at this young team? You know, uh, like I said, predictions. You said earlier, so predictions don't mean a whole lot. But um, nope. I, if they walk in, if if Atlanta walks into um, Toronto and gets it handed to them for two games, I think. Especially with Sanchez, if if he gets ends up getting torched, I think that might be a signal enough to Atlanta to say we need to do something. Yeah. Right. Because as much as fun as the season has been and exciting it's been, there's I mean they are they are very young and they're not supposed to be here right now. Right. They're not supposed to be first place in the division right now. Um, but do you want to give that away, right, is my question. And you got the opportunity right now to to make a run at a wild card or even the division. Do you want to give that away? So this will be a good benchmark for them. I mean, the, as, yeah, the Jays aren't great, but they are an American League East team, and they can hit, right? The, the Jays aren't. The Jays aren't a joke. I mean, what they, I think they're fifth or fourth or fifth in the American League and run scored, so – they can put some runs up on the board. So this could be a good test for the Braves. Mm. Excellent. And I, I look forward to watching them fail that test with flying colors. <laughs> I'm staying neutral on this one. So. I, I know you're staying neutral. <laughs> Wade Black, can you tell the fine folks where they can find you on Twitter? Should they want to yell at you for staying neutral? Well, I will get yelled at because I get asked this question every time they play each other. Is a, Who are you rooting for? Uh, <laughs> And my answer is always, I just hope for good baseball. So <laughs> such a cop-out <laughs> answer. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, um, but you can find me at every fifth day on Twitter. Um, you can yell at me over there and make any kind of comments you want during the series. Um, I will probably won't be able to see them on the Wednesday game because it'll be the afternoon. I won't be able to watch, so I might ignore that. But uh, you can sure yell at me on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. It's NeoAC18 if you want to yell at me for, you know, just basically trotting all over Atlanta at the end there. I, re- I respect Atlanta. You, you had some good runs with Maddox and Glavin and Smoltz. You, but 
you know, I, I'm sure any other team could have won at least two World Series with those guys. Out, out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's a mistake. Wine talking. That's my bad. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we can have you on again in the future and, and maybe Absolutely. maybe lean a little more heavily to the Jays. Yes. It'll be my pleasure. Anytime. Awesome. So for Wade Black, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much for joining me on episode number 51 because we missed the 50th anniversary in the last episode because I didn't really care about 50. So whatever. 51 it is. Thank you for listening to Lock On Blue Jays, and y'all take care.